On today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, John gets into a knockdown drag out with his ways. James gets lost in the upside down. And both James and John go looking for wild tesseracts together. All this and more on There Will Be Crossbows, the only podcast recorded in that section of the globe labeled Here Be Dragons. Hello and welcome to another thrilling episode of the hit podcast, There Will Be Crossbows. And by hit podcast, I mean the podcast you're currently listening to. Can't argue with that. That's just a fact. My name is James, I'm one of your hosts, and today's theme is map. For our younger listeners, let me contextualize. A map was a very old-timey piece of paper in which somebody drew out spaces with measurements so you could find where you want to go based on where you are through the spatial relation between those two places. It sounds very complicated, which is why we don't use them anymore. But fun fact, in the popular navigation app Google Maps, the word map actually refers to one of these old documents. Pretty crazy, right? Anyway, I'm not old enough to remember maps very well, but you know who is? My partner, John. He's going to love that I said that. Let's give him a call. Hey, John, how's it going? James, it's going great. I finally figured out where I am. I've been lost for days. Don't know what that means. Are you talking about literally being lost? Uh, or are you talking about kind of mentally, emotionally lost? First one, then the other. Just, I went out my front door and I was like... I am going to go for a walk. And I kept walking and I kept walking. And, you know, there's interesting things here and there. And I just kind of was la-di-da-di-da walking along. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where I am. You have your phone on you because we're recording this call. So why didn't you just use your GPS? Here's the weird thing about my phone is I got my phone at a steep, steep discount. Do you know where the country of Myanmar is? Because that's where my phone came from. It doesn't have a GPS. It has a GTS. And I don't even know what that stands for. But apparently it does not connect to a satellite. Um, I can pull up a map, but it does not show me where I am on that map. You done fucked up. If there's one thing you got to know about phone buying, you never trust a phone from Myanmar. The only place to get a phone is Burma. I see I've never had a Burmese phone. Maybe the people from Burma should contact the people from Myanmar and tell them how to make phones. After we record this episode, I'm going to contact the ambassador for both Myanmar and the ambassador from Burma and get them to just talk to each other for once. That is how you start improving technology is communication. Because who knows how many other people have been burned by this cheap-ass Myanmarian technology. You've always been kind of a rogue and never wanted the most popular thing, right? I just know that about you. You'd never go for like just a standard iPhone, which is also probably made in Myanmar, but at least it has the nice shiny brand on it. I tell you what, 
that iPhone costs probably 30 times what my phone did. I got mine for $15.94, which I thought was a really bizarre amount, but I paid it anyway. And it works really well, except for the GTS. Well, I'm glad it's at least strong enough to record our podcast because if you had to choose between recording the podcast on schedule and not dying out in the wilderness, I hope that you would go for the podcast. Absolutely. Because if I die out in the wilderness, I want the listeners to know and I want them to experience what it's like to slowly die. I have a hunch that they feel that every week listening to us, but it's good that you're looking out for them. Whatever I experience, I want them to experience also. Right, because you're an empathetic man. What was the landmark that you finally found that helped you navigate back home? What, what You said you just figured out where you are? Yes, yes. It's because I saw my home. I was like, oh, look, that's where I live. I'm home. So you walked in a full circle. Possibly several full circles, but only this time I recognized my home. Well, I'm glad you're back. You got to drop this GTS. Until we find out what the T stands for, it's no good, John. But James, I haven't even finished paying it off yet. It was $16, John. I decided to go for the payment plan, so I paid off slowly over time. No, that's how they get you. Don't you know the Myanmarese interest rates are the worst in the world? James, I've never been really great with financial stuff. Well, John, I hope that the lesson of today's chat is sometimes when you buy something for really cheap, it costs you in other ways. In this sense, it almost costs you your life to have a cheap phone. You're right. I need to upgrade. I need to upgrade my whole life so that I can earn enough money at my sit-down corporate job where I have a cubicle so I can earn an iPhone so I don't die. Oh, don't be like that. Now you're going from, oh, look at me. I buy things really cheap and they mess up my life to, oh, I guess I'm part of the corporate system now. There's got to be a middle ground. Just think for yourself, John. Make educated decisions. Like I told you in our Milk Toast episode, I'm kind of an all-or-nothing guy. Mr. DeLeon, we found it. We found people. There are people living here. There are people living here already? Well, shit. We don't want to bother them. Come on, guys. Let's get back in the boat and sail back to Spain. Sounds good. Do you think the queen will be mad? Yeah, she'll be a little mad, but don't worry. I've gotten myself out of worse situations. It's too bad, man. I really wanted that fountain of youth. Maybe it's here somewhere. We can just ask the locals. Yeah. All right. Let's ask the locals before we turn back. Just don't do anything that's actually going to, you know, affect the locals in any way. I really don't want to be an imposition. Should we bring cholera, Jim? <laughs> I'd really like to see some land. Yeah, I feel bad always keeping cholera Jim cooped up just because he's highly contagious. Let's let him meet some strangers. I think it'll be good for him socially. Oh, hey there. We're from Spain. Um, I, I'm sorry. We don't know where Spain is. Um, but Hey, but welcome. Come on in. Cop a squat. Hey, I'm Ponce de Leon. This is Juan. And that's Collar and Jim over there. <laughs> Pleased to make your acquaintance. Look, we don't want any trouble. We're just hoping. Uh, you heard anything about this fountain of youth? It's supposed to be somewhere around here. Um, 
We have a fountain. I don't know about a fountain of youth. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be somewhere around here. Your friend looks bad. Maybe uh, we can help him. We have advanced medicines. Well, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, can I just leave Cholera Jim here with you while we go back to Spain and report on our progress? We would be happy to care for Cholera Jim. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't think I could have tolerated another <coughs> voyage across the Atlantic. Uh, do you mind, just since you're already looking after Cholera Jim, smallpox Sally here, she's been cooped up so long and she hates the sea. She gets sick. Can I leave her too? Of course. We are happy to help out any neighbors that are in distress. Our our medicine is quite good. In that case, I'm going to go ahead and invite Typhoid Trent to, to join in the party. Could we also leave COVID, Charlie? Hell yeah. In fact, my whole crew has basically one of each illness that has affected or will affect the modern world. So if I could just leave them all with you while I go back to Spain. What the hell is happening on that boat? Rats. It's those fucking rats, man. They'll get you. Uh, we, I don't know what a rat is. We don't have those here. You do now, kid. You do now. It's time for another segment of Questions and Answers. Elias writes in to There Will Be Crossbows and asks, Hey guys, Elias here. I could use some advice. So I've been holding this map upside down and... I don't want to admit it to my wife. What should I do? Thanks. Elias, there is no way that you're going to turn that map around in front of her without her noticing. And if she notices, you're going to look like a major idiot. So, what you have to do is find a way to turn your wife upside down, so that when she looks over at the map, she thinks it's right side up. I think it's probably best to wait until she's sleeping before you try this. Then, attach a pulley to her feet. Oh, you know what? If she's sleeping... You can just turn the map upside down while she's sleeping. I think you're right. If what you've told me about your wife is true, you cannot admit that you were holding this map upside down. That leaves you only one course of action. You're going to have to fake your own death. This is going to be difficult since you are both together and you are in a moving car together. But difficult does not mean impossible. The next time the two of you are at a stoplight, you should immediately pitch yourself into the back seat. Use whatever is back there to fashion a disguise for yourself. A hat, sunglasses, fake mustache, wig, different clothes, whatever it takes to convince her that you are no longer the husband that was in the front seat a moment ago. Then pitch yourself back into the front seat where you casually say, oh, I'm sorry, your husband died. Then immediately exit the car, walk down the street and begin a new life for yourself under the name Phineas Q. Shrewhole. Have a lovely life, Mr. Shrewhole. This episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by eStranded, the navigation app that gets you lost. My daily commute has become humdrum and unexciting. Every day, the same turns, the same stoplights, the same scenery. I'm tired of being blasé, and I want excitement in my commute. That is why I have downloaded a new application for my cellular telephone. It's called eStranded. I plug in my destination, and instead of taking you directly there, it takes you to a random place in your city. This morning, I ended up in a bakery on the complete other side of town. I spent the morning hours there consuming cruller after cruller, 
I was still able to do my work because I had my laptop computer and they had ample Wi-Fi connection. I lost zero money, but I gained valuable life experience. Thank you, East Stranded. I cannot wait to see where you take me when I ask to go home this evening. East Stranded. Hey guys, it's James here with an Amazon product review. John sent me a pretty cool product this week. It is the Tusa Sav7 underwater scooter. This underwater scooter has a progressive acceleration system that propels up to three scuba divers at once. First off, this thing is super cool. Second off, it does not come with an instruction manual. That proved very difficult for me. So, after I've used this product for a few days, I created an instruction manual so that you won't make the same mistakes I did. So, here you are, the instruction manual for this underwater scooter. Number one, do not use this product in your bathtub. You will break your pelvis. Number two, do not tell the doctor about your pelvis injury when you get admitted to the hospital. Just tell them it's a routine checkup so your insurance covers it, then let them discover the broken pelvis. Number three, do not use this product in Lake Michigan in the winter. It's very cold. It will freeze the cast around your pelvis, which causes you to get frostbite of the pelvis. Number four, when you go back to the doctor to treat the frostbite, make sure you again tell them it's another routine checkup. And when they ask why you're doing your second routine checkup of the day, tell them that the first doctor called you a racial slur and you didn't feel comfortable around him after that. Number five, when you fly to Florida so you can properly use this underwater scooter, don't check the scooter as luggage. It's several hundred pounds. It will cost you a ton in luggage overage fees. Instead, buy a second plane ticket and tell the airline that the underwater scooter is your spouse. Number six, don't fly in airplanes with a broken frostbitten pelvis. It's very painful. Number seven, when you're using the underwater scooter in Florida, don't use it at a crowded pedestrian beach. It's hard to control. It will cause a lot of serious injuries with the propeller. Number eight, when you finally find a place to use the underwater scooter where there aren't people around, watch out for sharks. They might smell your oozing bloody pelvis and attack you, causing even further trauma to your pelvis. Number nine, when you check into the hospital in Florida to have them look at your pelvis, make sure to lock your underwater scooter to the bike rack. Otherwise, someone will have stolen it by the time that you make it outside with your wheelchair. Number 10, when you head back to the airport, make sure to tie your wheelchair to the bike rack. Otherwise, that will also get stolen, possibly by the same person who took my underwater scooter. Great. I think that covers it. If you follow these instructions, you should have a great time with this underwater scooter. Unfortunately, I did not. One star. I've been to Gooey Geyser, I've been to Singing Gate. I'll take you back to your house, get moving, you'll be late. I live inside a backpack, but I know where to go. Now grab hold of your monkey, we're going to Kilimanjaro. I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. I do not have a home in the traditional sense. I'm angry and I take it out on ladies and on gents. You have to solve my riddle to continue on your quest. I do not wear clothing, not a suit and not a vest. I'm the grumpy old troll who lives under a bridge. You can come over, but you gotta do this. I've stolen your bananas and the Christmas tree star. I've swiped a big potato, but I don't get very far. I have a problem that largely goes on. 
unaddressed I take things that I do not need and cause a big mess They say swiper no swiping, swiper no swiping, swiper no swiping Oh man! I'm a cartoon creator, I do a lot of drugs I had a rough childhood, got no kisses, got no hugs They pay me lots of money to come up with new ideas So now you get a preview of Dora the Teen Years these are the most messed up ones so far Cause I'm coked out of my mind When Dora is a teen, she falls in with the wrong crowd She meets Gloomstabbo, the murderous cloud He guides her to new victims and makes her take their life In the third episode, she kills six people with a knife Then Dora gets arrested and thrown into the clink That's where she meets Samuel, the scary looking skink the two of them break out of jail by drowning a guard. They hole up in a safe house only known as the Boneyard. Dora is a fugitive, she's gotta lay low. So she falls in love with the ghost of Vincent Van Gogh. The two of them elope and flee to Belarus. But they're caught at the airport by Detective Goose. Man, these drugs are strong, I could write this stuff all night. It might be kinda dark for kids, but that's probably alright. If my producers are skeptical, I'll give them something to smoke. If they really have an issue, we'll just bring in more coke. I'm high on cocaine. High on cocaine. Making TV for your kids. So then, when we get to Helsinki, we'll stay in a hostel there for like two nights and drink a bunch of beer. And then... We'll head to Prague. Will there be beer in Prague? Dude, Prague is literally where beer was invented. No shit. I gotta get me some of that old beer. You gotta think before they had regulations and shit involved, the beer would mess you up. And I want to be messed up in Prague. Dude, I think we should go straight to the source. Go to Prague and be like, we want the oldest beer you have. We gotta find us like some monks and shit. Because monks is the ones that invented the beer, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll just go and find us the oldest ass monks that we can find. And we'll be like, dude, we want to party with you. Later in Prague. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I think you're both mistaken. I, I think what you're looking for uh, is the monks in Belgium, maybe. But here at the Star Promen Brewery, we just we just brew beer. Our recipe is very old, but we don't have very old beer. Dude, do not hold out on us, okay? We're Americans. We know you're holding out on us. Yeah, man, we're the monks. Where's the old-ass beer? Show us your fucking monks. We have a brewery tour I could I could take you on. It's English-speaking if you wanted to, to find out a little bit more about the, the Staropramen family. Dude, we ought to take the tour. Maybe we can go back to the secret compartments where they keep the old beer. Yeah, man, we'll take your tour. All right. Um, it's just going to be uh, 10 euros each. You get eight liters of beer at the end, so you get your, your money's worth. Maybe we slip you a few extra euros and you uh, take us to the old shit? Uh, you know what? All right, let's do that. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll show you the monks and the really old shit. Yeah. In the back of the brewery. All right, so the, uh, basically those were all the fermenters. Dude, that was boring as shit. I didn't even see any beer in there, just a bunch of metal shit. Yeah, well, as I was explaining, the germination of grains, you know what, forget it, it just doesn't even matter. Uh, 
so in this back supply closet here, that's where we keep the monks and the original Star Promen beer. Well, open it up, man. We're going in. Yeah, dude. We're going to see some old ass beer and fucking drink it. I can't wait. All right. I, after you, gentlemen, go ahead. What the hell? There's nothing but a bunch of other American dudes in here. Lock, 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 lock. Hey, guys. Thank God you're here. Do you know anything about the old ass beer? Or the monks? Yeah, we've been waiting to see the monks for 65 years. I'm looking for the fountain of youth. <laughs> Sorry, cholera. Welcome to Crossbow University, now located conveniently right behind you. We have with us today someone who was instrumental in the moon, the one and only Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, the second person on the moon. Buzz, it's a real thrill to have you here at Crossbow University, which I understand is your alma mater. Why, thank you, John. I, uh, I was very honored that you asked me to come back here. I cannot wait to get into some hard-hitting questions that you, as an expert in your field, are uniquely capable of answering. Buzz, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, thank God. I thought you could ask me something about the moon, and it's embarrassing, but I just don't remember it. I don't remember a single thing about the moon. I know I went there, but I've gone a lot of places that I don't remember. I've been to Sweden, but I'll be goddamned if I can tell you a single thing about Sweden. So, uh, thank you. I had Frosted Flakes for breakfast. Do you have a favorite television show? You're singing my notes, John. Thank you so much. I was just worried I was going to come on here. It was going to be moon this and moon that, and I'd just have to uh, just kind of fumble through it. Uh, so, so I appreciate this. Uh, my favorite uh, uh, television show, it's a classic, Married with Children. Boxers or briefs? Actually, it's uh, only adult diapers for me these days. But uh, I used to wear briefs when I was a younger man. You sure you don't want to know anything about the moon? Because this is great by me, but I'm just worried your, your listeners expect a certain something. How do you feel about the geopolitical struggle endured by the people of western, more rural China as compared with the disadvantages that are placed upon them by the Chinese government in favor of the more urban citizens of the east? My gosh, you scared me there for a second. I thought you were asking me something I couldn't answer. No, uh, I like this question. I do like butter on my popcorn. I like it very much. I have it every time. If you had to pick only one kind of cheese to eat for the rest of your life, what kind would it be? All right. Well, you're being a wise ass now. You think you're going to get me to talk about the moon in some roundabout way by mentioning cheese and being like, oh, the moon is made of cheese, you know. Because is that true? I don't remember it being made of cheese, but like I said, I don't remember a lot of stuff about the moon, so could be, I suppose. Who's better, Hansen or BTS? I'm not familiar with the first. I believe the second is the reason why I need adult diapers. Buzz Aldrin, it has been a pleasure, and I think we've all learned a lot from you here today. Have you? Because I, I didn't talk about the moon at all, but if, if that's okay with you, well, then we are good to go. All right, thanks for having me. And as I like to say, I'm Buzz. Now buzz off. Dad, I'm going to ride in the cart while you shop. Pile the groceries on top of me. I don't know if you're ready, honestly, after your surgery. Can you 
handle groceries being piled upon you again because it went really badly last time and I don't want to push you, son. My bones are almost healed. Son, part of your rehabilitation is not having heavy objects stacked upon you as your fragile bones heal. So if you're ready for this, we can do this, but I just really want to make sure that you're ready. I think my stomach lining can handle a melon. Just throw it in. All right, son, you asked for it. All right, first thing we need on the list, giant cans of garbanzo beans. Yay! Three of these. Dad, something popped. Well, hold on. I'll attend to that in a second. First, I need this industrial-sized bag of flour. Dad, some fluids are leaking out of me. You know if we're out of anvils at home? I think mom used the last anvil. I better get a few of these anvils. I didn't even know they sold anvils here. Better get a six pack. Thank you for putting them on that little shelf underneath the cart. That probably would have killed me. I'm not a monster, son. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by The Direction North. Hi, it's me, The Direction North. You may know me from the North Pole, or the North Star, or North Face Winterwear. I'm responsible for the good Dakota, the OK Carolina, and the bad Korea, the stunning Northern Lights, and the country of Canada. But times are tough for your favorite cardinal direction. More and more people are choosing to go east, or west, or south, or southwest, or east-south. And the North is struggling financially for the first time in our very long history as a direction. That's why we're asking you for your charitable donations, so that we can balance the books and stay afloat during these difficult times. Just remember, without North, your compasses wouldn't work. Jesus would never have been found by those weirdos with assorted spices. The Civil War would have been very confusing. And the movie North by Northwest would just be called... By West. So, please, find it in your heart to donate to the North today so we can keep directing you for years to come. It's my favorite time of the week. It's Amazon product review time. This week, James sent me a book, Lonely Planet's Guide to Antarctica. Wow, I didn't know people were interested in traveling to Antarctica. From what I've heard... It is a cold, frigid hellscape that no person escapes from unscathed. This travel guidebook is 17 pages long and consists of four chapters. The first page of each chapter has a map of the area, as well as a subheading that says, Why Go? I assume this is a standard across all the Lonely Planet guides, but in this book, underneath Why Go, there's just three paragraphs full of question marks. Apparently they were going to fill that in later and then just forgot, or maybe they just never discovered a reason to go. The most interesting part of this book is the one that finally inspired me to travel to Antarctica myself. I went to the Antarctic Pole of Inaccessibility. In case you don't know, the Pole of Inaccessibility is the point on any continent that is the farthest from the ocean. So the Pole of Inaccessibility has the coldest year-round average temperature on the surface of the Earth at negative 72.8 degrees Fahrenheit. So you're going to want to bring your Bernie mittens for this one. 
60 something years ago, the Russians that first discovered it left a plastic statue of Lenin there. That is the only landmark that you will see. It's been a long standing joke that whatever country you're from, you take this bust of Lenin and you rotate it so it's looking toward your capital. And that forces the Russians to have to trek back here and face him back toward Moscow again. Thank you, James, for sending me on the worst vacation I've ever been on. So now I can't say I've never been to the Pole of Inaccessibility on Antarctica. I could have been lying on a beach in Mexico, but no. Instead, I'm finding a plastic bust of Lenin in the middle of nowhere, Antarctica. Three stars. All right, we're back in Florida. Um... I found the people again. We found the tribe. All right. Hey, nice to see you guys. It's me. It's Ponce. Uh, honestly, we did not. We did not expect that you would come back ever. I need that fountain of youth, man. Went and told the queen. She was pissed. Sent me right back here. Well, you'll be happy to know that we cured all your diseases for you. Say what? Yeah, your uh, your cholera and your yellow fever and your syphilis. We took care of them all for you. You're shitting me. I. Uh, Isabella told me that, that all those all those guys were plants. She put purposely diseased people on the ship in order to wipe out your entire civilization. Oh, that's that's low. That is a that's a dick move. Yeah, right. I told her I was like, uh, Queen Isabella, you're being you're being a real dick here. And she's like, Ponce, you give me lip one more time, I'm gonna slap you in the fucking face. And I was like, okay, okay, sorry. I'll get back on the ship. I'll go back. She calls you by your first name and then threatens violence on you. That's very disrespectful of a, an esteemed explorer as yourself. Look, guys, that's not what this is about. This is about the diseases being cured. That's the much more interesting piece of information here. Your people are all very productive and they have jobs and lives here. Damn. They call me Healthy Joe now. What a plot twist. All right. Men, fire the cannons. <laughs> All right, folks, unfortunately, we have reached our destination, and that is the end of the map episode. If this podcast just whetted your appetite for more ridiculous nonsense, come hang out with us on Facebook at the Crossbow Club. We post videos and all sorts of cool things there. It's a blast. If you know anybody who might like this podcast, please let them know about it. We would love to have them as a listener. And as for you, you just keep doing what you're doing. You're going places, kiddo. Honestly, though, the GPS in my phone does not really work. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so did Burma become Myanmar and it's currently Myanmar or is it the other way around and now it's Burma? I don't remember, but they are definitely the same place. <laughs> <laughs> All the geography nerds will be slapping their knees. They'll think we're so goddamn funny. <laughs> <laughs>